0: so good to see you. Grab your seats. Now, if we've not met before, hello, Josh. Now, I'm going to sit today, which if you've ever heard me preach, you'd know sitting is not my thing. I like to run around this whole stage. I get a little bit excited. My parents gave me way too much Red Bull when I was a child, and I've been wired since then. And um, But the reason I'm sitting is because, uh, well, I'm wearing this old flipper, and um, because two weeks ago, nearly three weeks ago, I was playing a basketball game, and uh, I was near the end of the game, and I drove through the key, and I was about to dunk it, and um, it was there that someone got in the way, and as I drove, I stood on his foot Rolled my ankle and uh, and heard a popping sound. So at which time I got off the court and um, and looked at my wife, who was you know doing the scoreboard, and she looked at me and I said, "I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine." But I couldn't wait there. So. After the game, my wife said, "Let's go to emergency. Let's go to hospital." I said, "I don't need to go to hospital. It's just a torn ligament." I woke up the next day, and it was about this big, my ankle, and there was a golf ball bruise on there. And she said, "Come on, just get an X-ray." I said, "I don't need to get an X-ray. I know what I've done. I've just torn a couple ligaments." She said, "Just get an X-ray." Because I'm obedient an obedient husband that slightly lives in fear. I went, okay, let's go get an x-ray. And so I went to get the x-ray and the girl came out that did the x-ray and said, good news, normally I have to send you to a doctor, today I don't. And I was like, there you go Shana, she's my wife, I told you so. The lady looked at me and said, no, you have to go straight to emergency, you've broken two bones in your foot. I wanna tell you, what hurt more than the foot was that my wife was correct and I was wrong. All the things that hurt me that day. So I'm going to sit here, but I promise you, it won't be boring or be stirring your faith, believing that God's got more for you. Do you believe God's got good days ahead? He does, amen. Come on there, that's right. You're, getting exci- You're not getting excited for me. You're giving a yes and amen to what God's going to do. Sometimes I think God wants to speak into your life and He's waiting for you to respond. He's waiting for you to come into agreement. Faith comes through... Hearing. Sometimes you've got to hear your own voice say yes and amen, and all of a sudden, bang, faith gets in your spirit that wasn't there before, and things that were not begin to happen because God wants you to come into alignment with His will with your words. So do you believe God's got good days ahead? Do you believe God's got a blessing on your family, your kids, your business, and this church? Amen. Well, let's go. My wife, uh, by the way, she is here but she wanted to come and see you, but she preached the word today. So she's up in Kennesaw campus, so she did want me to say hello, but she's going for it right now. She's a dynamite preacher, and, uh, and she's amazing. She's wonderful. She is a naturopath. She's a remedial massage therapist and a pastor. And she's cute as heck. What, what a combination. How good is that? I am punching. But we're going to get into this, right? By the way, how much do you love our senior pastors? It's amazing. It's amazing. Sitting on the store I just feel like a story time. Uh, it's amazing that, that from 100 years ago, right there, as uh, we saw Smith Wigglesworth come to Adelaide, and Amy Seppel McPherson, amazing woman of the Holy Spirit. A lady there, as Pastor Ryan said, Stella Wheaton was there, filled with the Holy Spirit. Then was the got uh, Stella Evans, Pastor Aunt Ashley's uh, grandmother. First woman ordained in the what was called the AOG in Australia. She's pretty significant. First woman sent in missions to India. No wonder we've always had dynamic, powerful women leading our church. You know, and uh, you look through all the history. Then uh, Tommy and Stella coming back to Adelaide to lead our church. Not not just because that was the next, there was pastors in between and then there's a season where other pastors led, but then Pastor Ashley's father and mother came back from Papua New Guinea to lead the church. They weren't even the first choice or the second choice or the third choice. There were six people that said no because God had a plan and then all of a sudden the church explodes and God does something significant. And then Pastor Ashley and Jane step into the role 22 years ago, about 10 years before, took on the youth and young adults as the church went through a difficult time. And all of a sudden this, I mean, the youth group became the biggest youth and young adult ministry in the country. Uh, and that led the church into a whole new era. And like we said, in that time where they stepped into leadership, all of a sudden we started fat- Network, a fashion show. Who starts a fashion show in a church that sees thousands of women saved? I mean, ten, nearly a hundred thousand dollars of donations given to community aid. Uh, I've seen hundreds of thousands of women walk through the women walk through the door. Who starts a political party that re- literally protects the religious protections that are that our country needed? I mean, who does interactive church that uses creative storytelling to share the gospel? I mean, who is willing to go from what is like, you know, the larger part of our church to move overseas because God says there's gonna be another hub established that's gonna help us to reach the rest of the world. I mean, back in the day, there was churches that had one, one church, but then Pastor Ashley and Jane went, let's plant campuses. And now we've got campuses literally in three nations with more to come. Can I tell you, there is a heritage on the Evans family. And when you walk in here, you're a part of a church and a campus that's 10 months old, nearly 11 months months old. But can I tell you, part of a legacy that's a 100 years old. So when you step under their gut with their leadership, their graces, and their anointing, can I tell you, don't expect your life to stay as it is. Can I say, anyone can sit in the the seats of this church. Anyone can come and be here. But if you want to expand, if you want to grow, if you want to walk into destiny, if you want God to do something significant on your life, sit under their teaching, their grace, and their anointing, because there is something of expansion and unusual thinking on their life that makes every one of us bigger. And I just think we should honour them one more time this morning because they're God's anointed family. And I tell you, it's just cool to be underneath them. Amen? But we're going to get into the Word, don't we? So here we go. Today, I want to prophesy and declare something over you today. As we go into a new century, as we as a church here in Atlanta go into a new decade. And what I believe is as I come to preach the Logos, I believe that it's going to become Rhema, I'm going to get one scripture today, and I want to break it down. It's a prophetic scripture that I believe God showed me to speak today to you, and He had me to speak it to our church back home last week, because it is a word I believe God is saying to us as we go into a whole new century. I do not believe this is insignificant to heaven. I don't believe it's just another birthday. I believe as we literally get to go into our next hundred years that God wants to awaken us to see what He's written down and spoken before, to become a to your spirit to say, God, allow this to change my perspective, allow this to change my expectation, allow this to position me to have a reward from heaven, because I believe God's doing a new thing in our church and your life. If you believe it, say amen. amen. It's a new day. So Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19, you might be familiar with it, but let it speak to you today. It says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, read this with me, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, everyone say, Now, now Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Doesn't matter how you got here today, I believe God's gonna do a new thing. You might be here and you might be feeling good he's doing a new thing. You might get here today and you feel battered and bruised. He's doing a new thing. My first day of university, many years ago, in the year 2000, I walked into university and it was a brand new day for me. I was going to do a double degree in marketing and managing information systems and two business degrees. And I walked towards the university, got the bus, got out of there, and I was looking cool as a cucumber. I had a long hair, slick down hairstyle back then. I brought a brand new gray satchel. I brought some brand new clothes. I was like, look out world. And what I really meant was look at girls. And uh, I walked into that university off the bus, and it was there as I went to make my first impression, I got to the corner of a street called Hindley Street. And as they're about to enter the university grounds, there was a crow that that I never knew was up in the sky. And it saw me that day, my friends. And that co- crow came down and began to swoop me as I walked along towards the university. And then something unusual happened. This crow literally clawed onto my head. I did nothing to this cl- this crow, but all of a sudden this crow clinged onto my forehead and I was running down the street of this university with my satchel trying to hit this crow off my head. And it's flapping like, <laughs> all the way down as I'm running into the university I mean for about 30 seconds I'm running in and out of traffic up and down the sidewalk as I was attacked from a demon bird from hell (laughs) I walked into the uni that day and I just tried to fix up my hair and I walked up to my friend cool as a cucumber look out world look at girls Ah, ah." and he's like what happened to you I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, your face is bleeding and there's feathers in your hair. That's hair. You... I walked in there battered and bruised, but it was a new beginning for me. Maybe you got here today and you feel like the last few years, the last little season, you've got through battered and bruised and there's been like demon birds from hell sent to take you out. And maybe you're wearing the scars of the last season. But I want to tell you today, time to get rid of the residue. Time to let go of the things gone by, forgetting the former things. Behold, He's doing a new thing. You might be here, it's your first time in church. You may have nothing to do with our last hundred or ten years. It may be a difficult season, but today you've walked into the right place because you've walked under the anointing of a new thing, of a new day, of a new decade, of a new century, of a new season. Prophetically, I declare, behold, He is doing a new thing. In Bible times, they would walk from place to place, and as they do, they didn't have cool kicks like maybe we are wearing today. They wore sandals. So of course, the dirt and dust of the road that they were walking on didn't just get on their shoes that they could take off, it literally got on them. So as they went into a new place, of course, they would not only have to take off their shoes, they'd have to wash their feet. Because the homeowner didn't say, I don't want you to bring the residue of your journey into the new season. I don't want you to bring the thing that you've carried from your past into your new day. Can I say, whatever's in your past will cling to your new, to your present. And some of us have to be intentional as we walk into this new day to wash off the hurt. Pastor Ryan talked about Hebrews before, running the race. In there, of course, it talks about the root of bitterness that trips us up. Some of us are carrying hurts from our past season. They're real. But today, I believe God wants you to start anew. Some of us are carrying the disappointments and frustrations, frustrations as seasons gone by. Some of us had prophetic words over our life that haven't come to pass yet. Can I tell you, God says, forgetting the former things, behold, I do a... New thing. It's not forget the promises. It's not forget the prophetic words. It's forget the pain and the hurt. It's time to let him wash you anew because God wants to do something new in your life today. Amen? Amen. David went through a season where the king who was anointed and graced to do incredible new things made some mistakes. Maybe you've made mistakes in your last season. Maybe you've got regrets for your last season. Maybe you felt God's discounted you from your new season. David knew what that was like. He was God's anointed person that listened to his flesh and made some mistakes. And while he stopped having graces in his life, the thing that he missed most was the anointing and the presence of God. Maybe you're here today in the last season, you haven't walked away from God, but you've got a little bit religious. Maybe you haven't felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit in a while. Maybe you haven't walked in that grace that you once knew. David had a regretful last season too. And he prayed this incredible prayer in Psalm 51. He said, Create in me a clean heart. Come on, say it with me. Create in me a clean heart. What a powerful prayer. Can I say, some of us today, maybe that's just a simple prayer you need to pray over the next week. God, I'm carrying things in my heart. I haven't guarded my heart, I've allowed my heart to lead me. But God, create in me a clean heart. Can I show you this? Look at this. When you get a clean heart, You get a loyal spirit or a steadfast spirit, a spirit that's not wavering. You begin to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit again. You begin to have the revelation and the anointing of the Holy Spirit again and the joy of your salvation returns. Come on, who wants the joy of their salvation in their life? Who wants the anointing and leading of the Holy Spirit? Who wants a steady spirit? I believe it starts with creating me a clean heart, O Lord. See, a few in Australia, we're going into spring. We've just come through winter and we are, our seasons are reversed and we're going into what we're hoping is going to be a good barbecue season or a grilling season. It's a season of getting back in the backyard. So what I had to do a few weeks ago is I had to go into my backyard and do the weeding. Can I show you a picture? This is because of a difficult, wet, cold winter. This is a picture of a weed that my son pulled out of my backyard. That's not a tree, my friends. That's not a plant. That's a weed. I mean, look how disgusting my backyard had gotten. The lawn had grown, the weed Weeds have come. Can't say, take it off. Our backyard's disgusting. But look at the size of that thing. Sometimes you just got to go out into your spirit, into your soul, into your heart, and say, create in me a clean heart, oh God. God wants to do a new thing in you. Maybe you're carrying the residue of a past season. I want to say to you, forget the former things. Let God wash you anew, because God's about to do a new thing, amen? Forgetting the former things. They're forgetting the former things. He's not saying everything's bad. It's actually saying don't confine or limit God to what he did in the past. Don't limit God to what he's already done. I mean, at a 100 year anniversary, at a 10 year celebration, We looked at our past and our past is pretty incredible. I mean, we started in a fresh outpouring and revival with Smith Wigglesworth and Amy Seppel McPherson. I mean, in the last 50 years to see over 40,000 people find Jesus and over 12,000 people get baptised. I mean, to be the first church in Australia that was broadcast on television. I mean, to see a, 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 a fashion show started that sees thousands wanted Jesus. To see political parties started that protects the church to see campuses now in 11 11 campuses in three countries in over 20 services every weekend with music that's had over 22 million streams just in the last few years. I mean, come on, let's give God some glory. There's some incredible fruit that's in the past season. And God says, forget it. It's not that you just forget it. He's saying, don't limit me to what I've done before. I mean, maybe God's used you in amazing ways before. Maybe it's not just that you need a clean heart from the moments of bitterness and hurt and regret. Maybe it's that God's been using you incredibly. Maybe you've been fruitful in business. Maybe your family's thriving. Maybe your ministry's excelling. But God's saying, don't limit me to what you've seen in the past because behold, I'm doing a new thing. I mean, just before the prophet Isaiah tells them to forget the former things, you know what he reminds them about? the parting of the Red Sea. He says, just like I took the Israelites through the Red Sea. It was the greatest miracle in all of Israel's history. It wasn't a bad history. It was a great history. But he says, forget the former things. Forget the Red Sea. You thought that was good. I went through water before. Now I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You thought that was good in your past. Behold, I'm about to do something supernatural. I'm about to do something tenfold. I'm about to do something greater. You saw a season of fruit. There's a season of more fruit, much fruit, and lasting fruit coming. God's saying to you, Alpharetta. God's saying to you, mum and dad. God's saying to you, business leader. God's saying to you, student, you thought the days gone by were incredible. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Amen? See, faith Faith is like these glasses. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, when I have faith with hope, they're not meant to be glasses that are reflective. They're meant to be glasses that bring clarity to my future. Some of us have been living our lives reflecting on better days, looking in times where God used us in ways that we always asked, thought and imagined and thought maybe those days have passed us. But I just want to stir your faith today that God's got an appointment and an anointing for every one of you in this church and this season to walk in your God-shaped gift and anointing to see us together do all that God has for us. You can't assume that the old thing will bring new success. So Don't protect the old thing when God wants to do the new thing. Don't live in the days gone by when God wants to do a new thing. Who knows what God could do in you these days ahead? Maybe you've been believing for a house. I'm believing that God's about to do a new thing. Maybe you've been believing for that business to start and you've been reflecting on the pain of seasons gone by. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Maybe you've got a call to ministry and no one ever saw it before. It doesn't mean God's discounted you. It means He's about to do a new thing. Maybe it's a new spouse. No, let me clarify. It's not that the old one wasn't right. Stay, stay with them. But maybe you haven't got a spouse. Maybe you haven't got a husband or wife and you've been saying, God, is this it for me? Maybe they're just around the corner, but you need to get faith in your spirit that the days gone by that were painful and lonely aren't the promise of your future. So stop talking about the past and get your eyes in faith for what God's about to do because behold, God's about to do a new thing. Come on, come on. Forgetting the former things, do not dwell on the past. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Five years ago, my wife and I bought a new house. And as we packed the house, uh, and I started to pack the old things, Shana said, you don't need to pack those things. I wanna go to the shops and buy some new things. I wanna buy, she was very specific, I wanna buy a new rug, I want to buy a new dining table, I want to buy a new coffee table, and I want to buy a new throw. If you don't know what a throw is, a throw is a blanket that you buy and that you place very specifically on the couch, but you make it look like you just threw it there. And so when someone walks in the house and they say, oh, nice throw, you just go, I just placed it there, but you didn't, you're lying, it was very intentional. And she's like, I want to buy those new things. So I'm like, but what about the old things? The old things are good. And she's like, do you not get it? Do you not perceive it? Are you think? I'm not bringing the old thing into the new season. Because some of us are wanting to bring old mindsets into a new season. I'm just laboring this today because you can't go into the new if you don't let go of the old. He's saying, do you not perceive what I'm about to do? Do you not behold what I'm about to do? Do you not catch what I'm about to do? Don't think the old ways are gonna work in a new season. Don't think the old mindsets are gonna work in the new season. You've gotta perceive What God is about to do. What this means is, are you willing to open yourself to what God is about to do? Are you willing to embrace it? You see, the word perceive in the Hebrew is not just do you have an insight. The word perceive is the picture of how a husband and wife give themselves to one another, it's how a husband and wife know each other. See, some of us are hearing this word about God doing a new thing and we're going, yeah, that'd be nice. And you don't get to receive the miracle if it's just a nice thought. If it's just, oh, that'll be good, God, let's see what you do, you actually don't get to behold what God's about to do. He says, if you want to perceive, if you want to receive the miracle, you have to perceive the miracle. Ryan, come up here. Uh, uh, Pastor Ryan, come. Uh, Some of us, when God gives you a prophetic word or a promise, what you're doing is you're side-hugging that promise. You know how you see someone in church and and you're not that comfortable with it yet? You don't know how close you're going to be and you're like, it's good to see you, brother. It's good to see you, sister, and you've got a nice nice little hug, and some of us are doing that with God, and it's not the full measure of faith. You see, if you believe God's about to do a miracle, if you believe God's about to give you a healing, if you're believing for supernatural provision, if you're believing for supernatural favor, if you believe God's going to do something in this church and through your life, what He says, it's weird, come in here, He says, you got to tuck right in. He says, you've got to hug them like a husband hugs a wife. you are got to say, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. you are got to say, get in here, cowboy. I'm not letting go of you today. It's not a side hug day. This is an anointing. Grab a hold of your Miracle day. Come on, let go. It's weird. Uh, I love you. The Lord's saying, if you believe you're, come on, who needs a healing in this place? Lift your hands. Come on, who needs the blessing of heaven in your life? Who believe God wants to prosper you? Who believe God wants to save your kids? Who believes God's gonna do something incredible in this church? Let me say, who believes God's going to do something incredible in this church? He's saying, come on, I've got to awaken your spirit today. He's saying, if you want to receive it, you've got to perceive it. And if you're going to perceive it, you've got to embrace it, not a sigh hug, with everything that I've got. Now, the problem is why we don't often perceive it. It's because the Scripture says now. Everyone say now. now. It says now. But the problem is you don't see it now. And we get confused, well we're like, God, I don't see my healing now. Wow. My, my team, when I broke my foot, got around me and prayed for me. The next morning I woke up and said, Well, God, I believe for my healing. I went now. And I stood on my foot and it hurt quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still believing. I'm gonna have a people are like, oh, you're gonna feel this for the rest of your life. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. But I, I believe that I've received my healing now. And here's where we get confused, because it says now, everyone say, now, now. it says, Forgetting the former things, do not dwell in the past. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. And we're like, well, now, it means I should see my healing. It means now I should see my provision. It means now I should see my spouse. Don't look around. It means now we should see the fullness of what God's going to do in our church. Because we get confused with the word springs. But the better word when you look in the English to the Hebrew is the word sprouts. It actually means now it sprouts. When something is sprouting, you can't see the fruit yet, but it's there. Just because you can't see the full manifestation of what God's gonna do doesn't mean it's already started to happen. You see, if I plant seed in the ground, it's beginning to sprout before I see the tree, before I see the fruit. You see, when I look out here, I see God not showing the fullness of what this church is going to be and the fullness of what He's gonna do in your life, but can I tell you, it's sprouting, it's coming, it's breathing, It's moving. And what God wants you to do is to fully embrace the miracle, fully embrace the healing, fully embrace the provision, fully embrace the breakthrough before you see it in its full manifestation. You see, if you saw the fullness of your miracle right now, you wouldn't need faith. But faith is what's pleasing to God. So He says, now it sprouts, not now it fruits. Because if you had fruit, you wouldn't need faith, but faith is what's going to get you through all of the next seasons of your life so God wants you to grab a hold of your miracle before you see it because God's already begun it amen see God gave me this word five years ago for our church in Adelaide and I prophesied this word to our church five years ago and God said say this word again five years ago our Elizabeth campus was in Elizabeth not in Salisbury and we're now in that building. Our city campus building never extended and now we're extended twice. Our paradise campus building was unrenovated and is now completely renovated. Before we prophesied, when I prophesied this, we never had a south building uh, in this south campus. We never had a, 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 a Clare Valley campus. We never had a Mount Barker campus. We never had a solo campus. And in just five short years, we prophesied God's about to do a new thing. And all of a sudden, we never knew what God was doing beneath the surface. But now we're seeing the fruit of it. Can I tell you, if you receive this word into your life right now, I promise you, in five years, we will not know what God has done in the last years. We won't imagine it right now, but God's about to do something so incredible, so supernatural in this church in your life. If we would just grab a hold of what God said He would do, this will happen so fast it'll make our heads spin. You've been waiting for that business to start. Watch what God can do. When you take the prophetic logos and it becomes rhema in your life, when you begin to speak again again the prophetic word that God gave to you, when you begin to grab a hold of God's promises, I promise you, the suddenly comes after the ongoingly. But if you keep praying in faith ongoingly, there's a suddenly coming just around the corner. Amen? Amen? Come on, Anderson, come join me. See, every... um. You doing alright this morning? Just trying to stir you. I'll go fast, but you can keep up. If you miss something because of how quick I talk, get the podcast and listen to it 12 times. (laughs) Every spring, on the 1st of September, I do something. After winter, where all the leaves drop off the tree at the front of my house, where this one single tree, in winter, it loses all its leaves and it goes barren. It just sticks. It's gray and it's ugly. So from the first day of spring, I do something every, day, every night. When I go to bed, I leave the blinds open a little bit. And when I wake up in the morning, every morning in spring, I look out my window, firstly hoping that no one's looking in. <laughs> and I look out to the tree to see if there's leaves on the tree. No, there's no leaves today. But I know they're coming. Next day, I'm looking for leaves. No, there's no leaves. But I know it's coming. Next day I look out, never shut my blinds in spring. It's going to be leaves. Adelaide has had the wettest, coldest spring in 100 years this year. And while it feels like winter is never ending, three weeks ago I looked out my window, and there was leaves on the tree. You see, the weather and the environment might tell me I'm in winter, but the tree tells me I'm in spring. See, some of us have gone through an extended winter season, but he's saying now it's sprouting, it's coming. It's breathing, it's moving. Lindsay, there's something about to happen in that kid's ministry and you may not fully see it yet, but in your spirit, behold, he's about to do a new thing. Forgetting the former seasons, it's new. So we let go of the past and grab a hold of what he's about to do because it's sprouting and there's just gonna not be the full fruit straight away. There's gonna be this family and this leader and this program and it's gonna be the leaves on the tree and the environment in your life and your family and your business in this church at times may feel like winter. But if you believe the prophetic, if you believe what God's saying, If you grab a hold of the rhema, the leaves on the tree say something different to the environment around you. And I know when I go back, I'm experiencing an environmental shift because I see the leaves on the tree. But you've got to believe it. You've got to perceive it if you want to receive it. How do you do this? Forgetting the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Say it with me. Behold, I do a new thing. Now, now it springs, it sprouts. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, regardless of how you made it to today and what happened in your past, God has a plan and a purpose for your future in this church. It doesn't lie here today, it lies in your future. And however you arrive into your circumstances, can I say, however you got here, don't stay stuck. Each week you have this choice to either regress or progress and you get to choose. I don't think you can stay where you are because if you stay where you are, you will regress. You have to choose to progress. Pastor Ashley preached a series a little while ago and he spoke this message in Adelaide about capacity. Who was here for that? And I was foolish enough to pray this prayer, God enlarge my capacity. (laughs) I tell you, when God hears a prayer like that, He doesn't leave you the same way i say in the last three to four months, everything in my world has changed. I've had to change my behavior. I've had to change my thinking. I've had to change my sleep patterns. I've had to change my work patterns. I've had to change my meeting habits. I've had to change everything. And while it has been incredibly uncomfortable, I believe in the last three to four months, I've seen more fruit in my life than I have in the last three years. Because you get a choice that you can either hold on to history or you can grab a hold of destiny. And it's here at this 10 and 100 year juncture where you get to make a choice. I'm either gonna keep doing things the way I've been doing them or I'm gonna start looking out my window differently and saying there's leaves coming, there's fruit coming, there's a new season coming, there's souls coming, there's a miracle coming, there's healing coming, there's breakthrough coming, there's expansion coming. And I've gotta get ready to pray prayers that says, God, you can change anything about me. You can change my mindsets. You can change my behavior. You can change my activity because I don't wanna stay where I was and I don't wanna stay where I am I'm not regressing in this new season. I'm progressing in this new season. So I want to prophesy over today. There's a brand new season of extension. There's a brand new season of expansion. There's a season of the supernatural that's being released over this church. This church was birthed in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was birthed in miracles and revival. It is a church that has seen supernatural favour. It has done things that has never been done for in the by the church before that has now come place. So as we get to a new century, don't expect things to be the way they were before. Don't expect them to be like the last season. Don't expect it to be comfortable. It's going to be supernatural. But it's in the supernatural that you're not only going to see leaves on the tree, you're going to see fruit, more fruit, much fruit and lasting fruit. And it's going to be filled with the joy that's your strength. There's going to be miracle salvations in your family. There's going to be miracle expansions in your business. There's going to be incredible opportunities for the church. There's four campuses here, but that is going to double in the next few years. Things are gonna happen so quickly, we will not know how to contain it. Forgetting the former things, do not hold on to the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Come on, stand to your feet with me today. Why don't you come? He says, I'm making ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Can I tell you how we get there? It is not with dry faith. See, God always makes a way in a dry and weary land to get you to a river. You see, the only way we can see us walk into the anointing God's called us to The favor God's promised us, the grace that's on our church is in the river of the Holy Spirit. You see, this church, its very roots, its very foundations, was found in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and revival. And he says, if you want to forget the former things, if you want to see the new things, if you want to see the fruit in your life, you have to see the way in the wilderness to the river. You see, in Isaiah, he talks about in, a, in a, sorry Ezekiel 47 it talks about the river of God that flows from the temple you see here it's at the temple that is now in us the Holy Spirit there is a river that it says flows deeper deeper and deeper. I believe God's calling some of us from ankle deep to knee deep and some of us from knee deep to waist deep and some of us from knee to waist deep to full submersion. And it's there it tells us that as the river flows, salty waters become pure. I believe bitter hearts become sweet in the river of the Holy Spirit. It says all along its banks are trees that have fruit in every season. I believe there's a fruitful season coming. In and out of season, there'll be fruit in your life. and it says there's healing in their leaves. I believe there's a supernatural season of healing and restoration that's coming upon the church that's gonna bring healing and restoration to Alpharetta and and the city of Atlanta. And it's found in the river of the Holy Spirit. And how do we receive it? Well, Jesus says in John 7, if anyone thirsts, come on, is there anyone that's thirsty today? Come on, is there anyone that's thirsty today? All right, come on. Do you want the new thing? Do you want the new thing? I don't believe you can have the new thing without being thirsty. I don't believe you can have a clean heart without the anointing. I don't believe you can see fruit in every season and healing in your hands without the anointing. So Jesus says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes. You have to believe, you have to perceive if you wanna receive. Come on, lift your hands right across this place. For every person today that would say, God created me a clean heart. Give me a new beginning and a fresh start. God, allow me to begin afresh and believe and dream again for the new day. For anyone that says, God, I wanna see the new thing in a new way. For anyone that says, God, I'm believing you're doing a new thing who can make a way where there is no way, who can take me to the river of the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands right across this place. Father, I pray right now for every man and woman, for every student, for every business leader, for every pastor, for every grandparent. I believe right now, God, you're doing a new thing. So I pray, let there be a fresh anointing. Let there be a fresh outpouring. I pray, Lord God, in this season and this juncture, let there be a healing that comes on our hearts. Let bitterness go. Let frustration leave. Let disruption disappear. And I pray, Lord God, a boldness and a faith to have a hope for our future, a belief for a new day. So, God, I declare You're doing a new thing. I believe in a new season of outpouring. I believe in a new season of healing. I believe in a new season of salvation. God, do what only You can do. God, do miracles. God, do signs and wonders. God, bring breakthrough. God, bring expansion in your name, for your glory, for your honor, and your praise. Do it again. Do it afresh. And everyone said, Amen.